and welcome back to the best thing you watched this week. It's certainly the best thing we watched this week, although for me personally, Chris, the stuff that I reviewed on my channel this week has mostly been poo. It's been kind oh, of a rough week, hasn't it? It has. It's a tough, tough week of viewing. And when you get that, I find I get a bit, a little bit despondent and down. Like, why am I doing this again if everything I'm watching is just making me go, Ugh. <laughs> <laughs> It's deflated. Yes. However... The stuff that I haven't put on my channel yet, there is some gold, uh, a diamond in the rough, as that mountain says uh, in Aladdin. Diamond in the rough. Diamond that was in good. the rough. Yeah. yeah. That, that was good. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Because I woke up with a bit of a chesty thing. I had a big <laughs> headache today because somebody made me watch something in black and white last night. And it was so slow. Uh, but, you know, you live and learn. <laughs> Who to trust? Who not to <laughs> trust? <laughs> well, we will be talking about that in our we podcast. We will be talking section. about that in the podcast. Yes. But this week, we're going to be talking mm -hmm. about the best thing we watch. But we do start with movie quote quiz, and then I uh, do a question, and then we get into it. We have an exclusive audio bit with an exclusive review of a film we both haven't seen. We have Patreon. This week, we're going to be talking about Alec Baldwin and all of that kind of controversy that's surrounding that whole issue. And a special TV series for a different tier of Patreon for a TV series. I'm very excited. Stallone might be in this TV series. I'm very excited to talk about this TV series. Yes. Gives an inkling of what we get up to in Patreon. So if you want to support us there please do check out both our channels if you're on either one of them we work hard at this this is more than a hobby for us one day it'll be a career for us i don't know why i'm doing bunny ears one day I'm, i meant to do I'm that crossing my fingers <laughs> one day oh dear thank I you don't for joining know what this means <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> thank you for joining us on the audio if you're listening on the audio sorry you can't see my bunny ears but i will try and describe as much as i can when i'm talking and chris does that much better than i do i have massive dyslexia so if i pronounce names wrong Please forgive me because I have verbal dyslexia as well. So the names I say sometimes will be really fun to figure out what I'm saying. <laughs> as people found out with my pronunciation of uh, Junji uh, Ito, which is meant to be Jun Junji Ito. Ito? I don't know. <laughs> uh, see, that, that's close. That's, e I, you know, whatever. Uh. Um, or I looked up the many versions of different people saying, because I actually do my homework, people saying stuff on the internet, various people saying, this is how you say it. One of them was John G. Idol. Um, mm. That was the Americans. So that's not how you say that. And then I had another and another. Don't show. listen to the Americans. <laughs> Chris says, uh, yes. but let's, let's get into it. Okay. He hello, Chris. How are hello. you? <laughs> I'm doing well. Oh, okay. So we, I did movie quotes last week. Mm -hmm. um, I, I think they were kind of softball pitches just because we, we, it was our first real show into the I really year, appreciated so. it, Chris, because I could get them. <laughs> <laughs> well, so uh, what we had was Hitch, which I love that movie. It's so good. No, right here. This is where you live. Right? <laughs> <laughs> you don't go 100%. You don't go all the way. <laughs> Man, my mouth is open. Um, Wreck-It Ralph. 
Yes. And then the classic, The Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy. Oh, my gosh. Uh, just, just perfect movies. Yeah, just wonderful. Uh, mm. Tara Briscoe, congratulations. You got all three. Got it first. Ooh. That is outstanding. So, yay. Yes. Good. All right. Now, moving on to this week's. Okay. Okay. <clears throat> mm-hmm. Number one. Let's do Let's this. Back up a little bit here because <clears throat> I'm... I, I'm going to try not to yell right into the microphone there. Okay. I want him dead. I want his family dead. I want his house burned to the ground. I want to go there in the middle of the night and I want to piss on his ashes. <laughs> I don't know what that is, but for the audio, Chris is getting really into it with these hands and like flicking <laughs> with his finger. I want him dead, yo. Oh. Okay. That was really intense. I didn't do the right accent, but that that's okay. I couldn't do it and, okay. and, and be aggressive like that. Okay. <clears throat> Number two. Asleep for the danger, awake for the money, as per freaking usual. Oh, I know that one. You oh, don't you know this one. Oh, that's gonna bug me. <laughs> and when you It's like when Oh, that's scratching up my brain. It's like, it's this, it's this. Oh you're my gonna gosh. remember it later. We're, we're going to be talking. You'll be like, oh, my gosh, I know. <laughs> <laughs> Probably. Yeah. Yeah. <clears throat> okay. Um, so the last one, number three. Matthew is my father's son. Annabelle is my grandfather's daughter. We are an American family. Mm. I, I think I've got this one. Okay. Cool. 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 Obscure oh, yeah. quote. Not one I would but I can place the movie. That makes sense. Oh yeah. That totally makes sense. Yeah. No, that's yeah. It is more of an obscure quote. Yeah. The movie is mainstream. So it's yeah. Okay. Well, let us know in the comments. Did you get them? We'll give you a shout out. Oh, all right. Ruben. Nice. My friend. Yeah. Do you have a question for us? I do. So the last couple of questions I've had, there's been a couple of comments. It's like, your friend's a bit morbid. He he has a god <laughs> complex. Uh, you may want to uh, check out that he's maybe not a serial killer. So hopefully, this question's a little bit lighter. <laughs> well, they they don't see. They weren't there when you and I were sitting on the couch. What was that movie that we watched? Um, after I made you watch Gentleman Broncos. Oh my um, god! That had yeah. Jack. Uh, what's his name in it? Um, it was a dark movie. Right. But I'm like, from the very get-go, I'm like, kill them all. Yes, kill them all. Yeah. So, so they they may think you're the psychopath, but hey. <laughs> you haven't met Chris's you know darker truth. side yet. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Okay, so for our audio exclusive review, we are reviewing a black and white film. I'm not going to give away what it is, but there's a character in that film that is obsessed mm. with her past... Mm-hmm. roles which yes. happen to be silent films and that got me to thinking she makes a good point the, the, not anyway so th- <laughs> this is this is my question and you can answer it and answer us in the comments down below and, and think about it before you answer it think about what it is i'm asking do you actually need audio in a movie to tell the story that you need to tell and then let's give examples of films where they convey the message. There might be audio in that film because most films have audio these days. But there are certain directors that tell visual stories so well that they often don't need any. Now, you can have score, music. They often have in company. 
but no okay. one said anything. 20 minutes could go by before you uttered a single sound. But what you experience on the screen is just visual storytelling. Okay, so so you're talking when you when you say when you refer to like silent, you mean just no dialogue? Yeah, I, yeah. Right. For this okay. question, do yeah, we need okay. dialogue in movies? Okay, because yeah. I would argue about the soundtrack or the score. I, would I think, think soundtrack helps, and even though silent movies very quickly after the first talkie, um, they moved into accompanied music mm -hmm. like down in the pits in theaters they had drive uh like a doo -doo 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 come you know just that the music mm -hmm. accompany it helps elevate the sort of tone yeah. that they're yeah but there was no dialogue yeah do you need can you tell a a visual story yeah you can um and i think it depends on on the the story that you're telling agreed you know um, if you're watching the, a quentin tarantino movie could you watch a quentin tarantino movie without the dialogue see that's something that we were actually taught at uni in when i did my degree in television film production mm -hmm. said if you can watch your short story without the dialogue you've done a good job because you're telling the story just visually so then mm. the adding of the dialogue is another thing for your audience to get to grips with what the story is to tell. So they they used to make us do that. Turn the sound off and watch. Can you tell what's going on? Do you get the gist of the story? Yeah, that's tough. Mm. And in a Tarantino film, a lot of the time, I mean, it is dialogue driven. Massively. So that, yeah. I mean, there's action to it, but, but I'm not sure. sure you'd understand what's going on because sometimes the... Well, think yeah, about yeah. Reservoir Dogs. If you're just in that that little tin can of a room, everybody's shouting at each other, you could probably get their anger with each other. Something as yeah. bad has happened. Uh, and when they're like torturing the one dude, you're like, oh, he's done a bad thing. But you might think he's the bad guy, right? Uh, yeah. Huh. But Denis, uh, what's his, how do you pronounce his oh, name? Via, Via, Via Nueve? <laughs> Via yeah, Nuve. I, I don't yeah. know how to pronounce his last name. Him time. and Ridley Scott, or even James Cameron, for that matter. You know, think about Avatar. How visual that story! You, you literally have a maybe an hour in one segment of Avatar Two, where it's just like mm. National Geographic. It's beautiful, yeah. but it's but but is it telling the story? You know what I mean? Like for that, like if we were to look at Avatar Two, I'm not sure through large portions of it that you would necessarily get the connection to the family. Yeah, that's and, true. And, you know, especially How like about when Blade Runner. The first Blade Runner is very little dialogue. The, well, that's, I think you do need it. I think you have to have it because you don't, um, there's context in there that, you know that no i'm just playing you, devil's advocate <laughs> yeah no because it's a different i mean you come away with i think a different movie than what, than what, <laughs> um are there movies okay so yes there are movies that you could do without dialogue absolutely that are um that still convey the same emotion to convey the 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 story itself without yeah. any speaking um and I'm including in that like sign language. So if yeah. you were to take, you know, I mean, if you because that is that is dialogue. Oh, it's definitely so, dialogue. I mean, yeah, so that, that film we talk about is one of the best yeah, films totally. ever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, so removing any type of that, so it's actually truly 
not there's no dialogue there um i don't know if i have an example though of a movie that would be i have a very good example okay what is it okay uh the red turtle a man is shipwrecked on a desert uh deserted island and encounters a red turtle which changes his life um directed by michael de cook de witt one of the best animated films that looks like studio ghibli i've ever seen one of the most emotional movies I've ever seen. Not a single word of dialogue. Oh, really? Yeah. Wow. It's just I've never even heard of that. Score, so. Oh, it won so many awards. That came out when uh, 2016. It's an okay. hour and 20 minutes long. Okay. So let me let me then throw a different one at you because I mean there is a little bit of dialogue, but I'm not, not sure it changes <laughs> anything. <laughs> um, Mad God. Oh my gosh. Yeah. I mean, I got most of what was going on in that movie just visually. It's all visual. Yeah. And, yeah. but the way it's visual, I mean, that's a trip. You, you go on a yeah. trip with a person that's literally going on a trip. It feels like an acid trip. And yet you can visualize the story of what he was trying to tell. F so many years in the making. What was it, like 30 or 40 years yeah, so, that he yeah, was, was doing insane. on the weekends and, and, piecing it yeah. together it's a work of art it is yeah uh very little dialogue like i think and even then they're like shouts or words of like exasperation you could take those dialogue words out and probably still be fine i watched a movie last week um it had been getting a lot of buzz and i think people are insane um <laughs> oh i know the one you're talking and it's still getting a lot of buzz Yes. And I like I saw on IMDb, they have like the trailer that throws all the um, all the pull quotes from all the critics on there. And <laughs> that that poster with like five stars says blah, blah, yeah. blah. And blah, blah, how blah. how insanely terrifying this movie is and everything else. Well, apparently we watch different movies because <laughs> Skinamarink has very, very little dialogue. I mean, it's very atmospheric. I, I think I know what they were trying to go for. And mm. I applaud that. Ugh. So the budget that. for for Skinamarink was fifteen thousand. It shot in the director's home. Yes, which I think that was cool. His childhood <laughs> home and stuff like that. Yeah. But Primer was shot for seven thousand dollars. Yeah, fair enough. There's a film you could not have without dialogue. Good lord! With the dialogue, my brain falls out of my head. <laughs> I, every time that he's sitting on the bench listening to himself tell himself what's going on. Yeah, you're still going. I, I love that movie so much. I need to show my son that film. Okay. Yeah, it's so yeah. good. Yeah. Anyway. Uh, <laughs> anyway. Digressing. Okay. So, yes and no? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, yeah. I, I, it's obvious. Yes. You can definitely do a film with and tell a story without words. And I think mm. that's, uh, you know, but different. Um, I think it really comes down to the story that you're trying to tell, you know. And then I think it really plays into who, if you have actors, if it's not like an animation type thing, if you have mm. actors, it's how well can they actually emote? Can they can they convey all of the feelings and all of the <laughs> things that you're Because there's some actors I'm to. thinking of that without being mean that are popping into my head so they would never be able to portray the emotional st status yeah. of what the scene calls for without words. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, and there's some that that pop into my head, like I mean, just because I saw him recently, Brendan Fraser, in um, the Whale, 
Oh my gosh. And yeah. the amount of emotion that he carries in his face, you know, that it, I think a lot of people who've done a lot of actors who've done comedy, they they learn how to emote sometimes bigger for mm. either theater or uh, screen. And then when it comes down to the drama, they're able to taper that off, but they're still so expressive with the emotions that they need to tell that you get yeah. the nuances without yeah. the dialogue. Agreed. Yeah. yeah. Good question. Yeah, that's oh, a good yeah. question. Yeah. 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 No, 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 no. My balls haven't dropped yet. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, that was, <laughs> that was a little too, too much information. Too, too, too <laughs> immature comedy. All right, <laughs> we should move All on right. to our first. Yes. What What's on your list of the best thing you watched this week? All right, uh, uh, um, one I got sent. Um, okay, and I'm kind of sad now that I got full the whole franchise because James Gunn is uh, restructuring the whole of DC. And when I went oh. and watched this film, I remember watching the film thinking uh, at the end thinking that was really fun has massive issues but as an explosive escapers in two hour film i couldn't ask for any more mm. then i watched it again and i was like oh is this gonna be like now that i've seen it once thankfully uh -huh. it doesn't do that it's still okay. as fun i saw some things i missed out the first time and then it is just packed with it's like an hour special features of how they made the costume, how they did like the making for these type of films. The making of is so good. And that nice. is of course, uh, black Adam. And Ooh. I was just like, this is uh, now, I think I have all of the DC major films now, like either I'm talking oh, nice. Blu-ray, but it makes me sad a little bit. Like there's some nostalgia attached to those films. They're not all great. And they've, they range in varying, but they're all still fun films to watch. And when you stick them on, it's like, I don't mind this film. I don't know why there's so much hate surrounding it because uh, I'm not a diehard fan of The Rock by any means. And I think there's some films that he's just crap in, like he shouldn't mm. have been cast in that role. But there's some that he seems to be made for. And that film, Black Adam, I think he was made for that role. He just personifies everything that character needed to be. Mm -hmm. Of course, you have all the extra... Um, the team, Pierce Brosnan, my good, uh, goodness, as fate. The fact that we're not going to have him again as fate makes me so sad. Like, uh, okay, they could write it, but as it stands at the moment, like, we yeah. won't get him again. Yeah. And I just, I think Pierce Brosnan's <clears throat> charisma since Bond, like, this, mm. he just oozes it. Yeah. Uh, it was pretty brutal. I was like, I'd forgotten how brutal this film was for a 12 the kills, the way... Yeah. He, I think that was part of the fun. So it's explosive nonsense, and it goes on for too long, and the ending is like, it should have ended 20 minutes before it did. Like, what yeah. was that big fight with the bad guy that went nowhere, really? Yeah. But all that be beforehand was great. Mm -hmm. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, so... Yeah, it, it was... Yeah, it's definitely a fun um, fun movie. Mm. Um, yeah, I, I, I enjoyed it. And I think... Like I, I haven't given up hope that James Gunn won't bring back um, the Rock as Black Adam later mm. because he didn't say he didn't shut. It's not like he shut the door on it. He just said that's not the story we're telling right now. Exactly. You yeah. know, and yeah. um, <clears throat> which I mean, there's there you know, there's a lot of people up in arms about James Gunn and just the decisions that he's been making lately. Yeah. But I think it it it's tough because he's coming into the middle of an existing thing that has not been working as a cohesive unit. 
It hasn't. And no. and he has to make those tough choices because you know the HBO floundering as they are, Warner floundering. Just oh my gosh, it's a mess. It is. So someone is restructuring, fixing the house. Yeah. And some and it you have to clear it out first before you can start to clean it back up again and fix it. Yeah. They and may it, that's not saying there weren't good things in there. Exactly. It just means in order for those things to make a cohesive narrative. I mean, I'm I'm still pissed about Man of Steel. Like I, I want Man of Steel too. I'm with the fans on that. But at the same time I understand why he's done that. Well and and he still may come. You know what I mean? Like we mm. still, uh, because he has, James Gunn has not just said we're done with Henry Cavill as. Yeah. As, he's also said we're starting the Superman character at a different stage. We may yeah. work up to Cavill being Superman. Exactly. Yeah. So that's, yeah. So that's good. Um, Cause is, is it on HBO also? It's HBO Max, I think now. Peacemaker. Black Adam. No, oh, Black, 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 oh, Black Adam. Adam. Yeah, 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 it yeah. may be. It, it okay. may be. Yeah. So, yeah, no, it was fun. I, I'm glad to hear that it held up after yeah, watching that was, it again. that was something I was worried about. Like, because some of those, you, you go back and like, oh, this wasn't, it, I need to go and redo my score, like, in my review or something. <laughs> yeah, yeah, because you can't, like, yeah, you have fun with it, mm. you know, but the, the idea of rewatching it, like, that one, this, that one, as much as I did have fun with it, it's not high on my rewatch list. No, like I'm no. not going, eh. but I think also that that's also as a result of just like what we had talked about last week with kind of a Marvel burnout. Yes. You know what I mean? Of just, there's yeah. just too much now. But to be fair at the moment, I'd rather go rewatch the DC movies than the Marvel ones. Cause I'm very much mm -hmm. burnt out on the, the, the Marvel side. Sure. Um, yeah. Who knows? Okay. So what, what's first on your list, Chris? Uh, well, I have not reviewed this yet because I'm only halfway through the series, but okay. uh, Fauda season four dropped ah, on Netflix. I haven't Netflix. started it yet, but I want to. Yeah. Oh my gosh. Are, so are you a fan of the, sh of the show? Massive itself? fan. Massive okay. fan of the show. Yeah, it's very good. Dude, this one is, um, it, it, it feels a tiny bit different and yet not. Hmm. Um, now we're, we're bouncing between a couple of locations and kind of like, I think if I remember correctly in season three, where they were chasing like one of the terrorists hmm. who was like building up a cell, there's, it's kind of like that, except okay. this is happening um, on a, a, like a more detached scale. And we're yeah. seeing new, new people kind of come in. Um, there are, there, <laughs> I was not prepared. There's a flashback and I'm not even going to tell you what it is or anything else, but I was not prepared for that because it's, and it's, it's not a bad flashback or anything like that, but it's just like, oh, we see characters that we don't have anymore. Oh know, no. From either season one or <laughs> season too, two it's or still season. still so soon. <laughs> yeah. And I was like, oh man. Remember that, them? They were great. Yeah, but it, it really works for the scene because mm. the emotion that we're feeling, the actors display that also. So the characters are then having the exact same reaction that we are. And okay. so that was really cool. Yeah. Um, I'm digging the story. Uh, it's it's still very engaging. Um, you know, it's the action is crazy. And uh, like I was looking and I'm like, because there it's been a couple of years since uh, season three. And while they have young guy, you know, some young, not young guys. I mean, because um, Nurit is in there also. And she is not a guy. Um, you have some young, younger actors. But some of the original team, I mean, they're 
they're getting up there in age. You know what I mean? And yeah. so you'd watch them do the battles and do the fight scenes and do the chases and everything else. It, it's still very exciting. And the, the choreography and the editing, they're not cutting a ton, which I huh. like. You know, I mean, so you'll get, you'll get several punches and interactions before the camera will switch to a different angle and see the fight from a new perspective, you know, and, and to, to pick up again with the action. And so it's not like, oh, well, they throw a punch and then all of a sudden we're back over here and then we're back over here. It just, I mean, you know, that, that can ex- create the excitement, but for the most part, you get some, ooh, there's some brutal stuff going on. And then, mm. you know, and the camera will just pan you know, or it will follow or it's chasing after and it's not too shaky cam, which I like also, Mm. but you get that sense of, of motion and of excitement and like urgency. So, okay. Yeah. I'm, I'm hoping though the rest of the season plays out, uh, well, I, I have faith that it will. Um, the trajectory though, the story arc could be sad. Do you know if this is the last season? I don't know. No. Okay. Um, I, I, <laughs> Netflix, at least in the U.S., and I think maybe everywhere else but the um, but like Israel or the Middle East, um, over in that region, had um, they've already seen this. Right. Like, you know, well, it came out. Well, that gives me hope. So it's not a Netflix original. It's a Netflix bought IP. Therefore, it's not yeah. on them. So whoever's making it, if if they still have scope and story, then they'll do it most likely. Yeah. Well, and you know what? It makes me uh, makes me so happy because what Laura Riaz and I'm, I'm maybe mispronouncing his name there, but um, who plays um, Doron? He he's the creator. He's the writer. You know, one of the writers. Oh, I didn't of the know show. that. That's awesome. Okay. Yeah. Well, he's also though. Remember, he was in Hit and Run, which Netflix right. canceled, which yes. is disappointing. Yeah. But at least now we get him in a, right. you know, back. So in he's a, in a writing role. himself work. Clever. Yeah. Right. <laughs> yes. Yes. Well, and I think the guy that plays Gobby, um, yeah. who is his kind of antagonistic friend, you know what I mean? Like they have a lot of history together. I think yeah. he's also the other co-creator in oh. that. I, if I rem- if I remember correctly, that that actor. So, okay. which is kind of cool, you know, but. Anyway, yeah. So, so so far, definitely worth it. As good as the previous seasons. Absolutely, yeah. It is. Um, it picks up two years after season three, so two years have gone by. Yeah. Um, there are twelve episodes, and they are forty-five to an hour long. So it's it's not a fast binge. Um, okay. But it's very engaging. Like I just found myself like I, I had other things that I needed to do or whatever. And I was like, dang it, I, I want to go back to this. I want to go back to this. <laughs> well, that's so, good when it's doing that. So even if the yeah. episodes are long, you're drawn into the story. So oh, I hate it when I'm so enjoying the story, and it's like I got something to do, and <laughs> like, ah, but I really want to find out what happens. <laughs> you're ah. distracted the whole time. Yeah. So if you were in that zone, that speaks very highly of it. Yeah, it was good. It's yeah, I'm loving it so far. Nice. Okay, so for me, I got I got sent by a PR company uh, a bunch of Criterion Blu-ray special Ooh. things, and it's on the list of films that you should watch in your lifetime. There, 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 mm. the a thousand and one films that if you call yourself a film lover, these are the thousand you need to watch. 
Um, Did you watch all thousand this week? No, they only sent me uh, five. So I'm going to be reviewing one each week. Um, nice. If they're on the best thing I watch. I won't just review it just for the sake of it. it was, mm. If I thought it was poo, then it's not going to go in there. Um, and then I'll upset people. <laughs> and be like, but it's in the thousand and one. It's in the list. Um, yeah, different opinions. How dare, how dare we? <laughs> not allowed. <laughs> I can't believe it. <laughs> So in Japan, there is this. Uh, oh, I better check it. Is Japanese? One hundred percent. I'm pretty sure. Yes, 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 yes. <laughs> okay. Uh, <Nice>. Director Kenji <laughs> M- uh, Mizoguchi. Oh. Director Kenji Mizoguchi. Mizoguchi. Apparently, because I had to do some research after I'd watched the film, apparently is considered as one of the best directors in Japan regarded as a master in his craft. Oh, wow. And uh, I have to say, after I watched this film, I was like, why the hell hadn't I seen this film before? Like, mm. what is wrong with me? It's a sort of film afterwards you feel like you were rewarded with somebody's craft. Uh, and it's a film that is really old. It was, it's 1954 when it was released. Okay. It's two hours and four minutes. It's black and white. It's got the small aspect ratio. And everything in me that says this is going to be pretentious, it's going to be art house, this is going to be long and drawn out, all of those. And like, do I even want to put myself through this? My goodness, I was riveted from beginning to end. It's called Sancho the Bailiff. Okay, here is the cover. Um, Oh, and the cover. cover. That's beautiful. The Sancho is the bad guy. He is a slave owner. It's set in feudal oh. time, and uh, th- this special edition, if you want to buy it yourself, comes with like an explanation and stories, a part of the script. Like it's full on and detailed. It's beautiful. Like that's a that's a pretty you, thick booklet. That that yeah, yeah, it is. Yeah, it nice. is. It's it's wonderful to behold. And then so you get that is the Blu-ray where it sits in there, and, it, and that sits in your little cover for people that are collectors like me that love. There's some media that I want to own. This Mm -hmm. I feel privileged to own. So let me just tell you the really short synopsis in the medieval, in medieval, words, in medieval, Mm -hmm. in medieval, in medieval Japan, a compassionate governor is sent into exile. His wife and children try to join him, but are separated and the children grow up amid suffering and oppression. So it's Mm. not a happy film, but it it tells a story of one particular family who the father basically is ejected because of the type of person he is he's trying to bring in his mantra of every person is equal and you must be kind and merciful to everyone mm-hmm. and because of the time that they're living in that is not a, an easy thing to live by so the dad goes off somewhere the mom and and daughter and son with one servant trek along a dangerous road where there's bandits and stuff this is just the beginning of the film they get separated and the kids get sent into slavery. Basically, they're like 13, 14, and they, be, they, they live the majority of their life as slaves. And wow. you get to experience this. The best way I can describe to, to kind of compare it to a story that you would have similar aspects to it is The Count of Monte Cristo. Mm-hmm. That is the, okay. the, the, the best thing I can compare it to. Mm-hmm. Obviously, very different. Now, it's black and white. It's single camera technique. Mm. But what you see within the camera is stunning, like beautiful. 
one of the things I noticed when I was watching is like, why is this so riveting to me? What is he doing that's different, especially considering it's 1954? So you'll have the camera set up just on its tripod. Um, it, this is slight movement to it, like a, a jitter. But often you'll see stuff happening in the frame and then you hear audio and then the actor will walk into frame. There'll be some stuff happening and they'll walk out. And a lot of the movie is set up like that, and it's just powerful. I love it when films do that because you don't see that very much in modern day. Mm-mm. You know where they where they it happens off screen, and then they just they come into, and we have to have the patience, and the camera has the patience to yeah. sit there. Yeah. And oh, that nice. So obviously there are cuts and there's pans and the. <clears throat> There are moments where the camera has to change multiple times for the, that particular scene. But there's a lot of that kind of allowing the scene to tell the story. There's also that the dialogue is where you find out what's happened or who a character is. So you don't really figure out what's going on until like 30, 40 minutes into the film. You understand mm-hmm. it by what's happening on screen by the dialogue experience so you see it see it all you know stuff is happening you see what happens to the kids and then you're like well who is that person and then through conversation you find out who that person is there's no exposition of like dumping of like somebody who's talking to somebody it's just in the way of the story movement through dialogue and what's happening on screen it's it's like it's really cleverly crafted that way and then the story that they're telling inside of that between slavery, between what family is, between life, like it's just all so expertly crafted in there, but never feels preachy. It's just like mm. you get to experience this family's life over a number of years. And I'm not going to say it ends. Oh, my camera's doing something. I'm not going to say it ends happily. There is mm. a resolution and an outcome that people will feel satisfied with. But it's a, a very real look at something. But at the same time, I was thinking about, would I want to watch it again? And yes, 100%. Nice. Not just because it's so well-crafted, just because I was so drawn in by the actors, <laughs> the, the costumes, the sets, all of that. It's probably going to go in my top 100 films of oh, all wow. time, like straight nice. away. And then mm. like on subsequent view viewings, I'm going to be like, yeah, I, I do wonder where this is going to sit. Now, it does have like old school language. The way people acted, you know, you got to think nineteen oh, fifties sure. um, black and white films. People acted differently; they spoke differently, dialogue mm. and scripting. But I felt like it was more, a more realistic look, at actually, at how it would have been then. Um, yeah, man, I was just like, wow. I comparing to like the other black and white film I watched recently. <laughs> I, yeah, <laughs> I, uh, I was like, wow, this is. This is a masterwork. If I could get nice. anywhere close to making something like that, I would be really happy. Mm. Yeah. Nice. Put put this on your damn watch list. <laughs> yes, it is. Sancho the Bailiff. Yeah. Cool. V- very, very good. Nice. All right. Um. Okay, moving on. I, I got sent screeners, and I've seen the whole season, but I'm not going to spoil the whole season. Um. Because it comes out weekly for the next uh, three weeks as of this okay. recording. Yeah. Um, the Legend of Vox Machina season two. Yes. Dude. Dude. Okay. So, <laughs> so I, I, like, I didn't watch Critical Role or anything like that. I didn't really know anything about it when the first season came out. Mm. Um, 
and I really enjoyed season one. I mean, I was blown away. You know, I the I had a lot of fun with it. Some of the characters, I was like, mm, I don't know, this is going to be like you're you're. I'm getting tired of you rather quickly, and um, but people kept saying, no, 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 stick with it. It's okay because they have a better arc later, you mm-hmm. know, or this character comes into there. And I'm like, okay, cool. Well, if I know that, then that helps to do this because then I I, I don't write the character off immediately. Mm-hmm. Um, season one had some some emotional weight to it. It had some you know some like ooh um, suspense. And some peril there and some weight to it. Holy crap. No, it does not. When you compare season two. (laughs) Compared to season one. Yeah, it's on a different level. Dude, like, okay, so I had fun with season one. Season two off the charts. I mean, when I compare those two seasons, like from the very get-go. Yeah. (laughs) From the very, very get-go, it is so much more like just the, the urgency and the direness of what's going on their their campaign is like oh, and we get so much more on all of the characters that's what really you know what i mean you get all of these backstories and some of them you're like oh man that is heartbreaking or there be moments with a character and you're like <gasps> because i i don't know what their outcome is, you know, and that's that that's beautiful to have me so invested in an animated um, <laughs> show, yeah. you know, that. Mm. Oh, gosh. You watched it, too, right? Yeah, this is this was also on my list. Oh, cool. Uh, in, OK. In, in fact, this is my first animated uh, show. Yeah, that got five. I gave five Nicholas Cage's. Oh, nice. I, I enjoyed it that much. I wouldn't want to take anything away from it, particularly because of how they structured the arc throughout the whole season. Mm. It's it's quest-driven. It's short quest-driven. If Every few episodes is our team having to go and collect something mm-hmm. uh, for a character, which lends itself into, like, the D&D critical role stuff. So I'm sure the fans are loving that. Like, you need to level up because the thing <laughs> yeah. that you got to fight is you're the underdog. You're so much less powerful. <clears throat> uh and I love that. I thought that was great. And they used that as a mechanic as for us to get to know the characters more. So the thing that they were going to they were going to collect was going to help them. But for for them to be able to collect that thing, they needed to grow as a character. And, I, and it was just genius. Because honestly, I was laughing out loud in one line and then like almost crying in like literally the next moment. I was like, ha! And then you, you have a character revela- uh, reveal and you're like, oh, this is, that was a, sad. Okay. But for yeah. me, the standout, without a doubt, was Grog. His story and character mm. progression in this series, I, I was down for. He goes from being that big brute dummy to his backstory, which was just brutal yeah. and sad and his history. So now, it, once you know, it's so much more... Oh, there's so much more to him. And then he, from the first season, you know a little bit about his weapon, but there's more, much more. And that mm-hmm. comes in conjunction, him having to to know where his strength comes. Because in season one, um, was it season one? Or was it the first no, few episodes? It, 
it's the first few episodes season of yeah. season two where he meets the yeah. guy yeah. that um, is trying to teach him and just beating the crap out of him. <laughs> and, and, and he's like, where does your strength come from? And I was like, oh, that old ghost, that old go, that old, go, that old dude kicked his ass, but also started the arc for him questioning yeah. himself. Where does my strength come? And then it just builds and builds. And so the, the place we find him at the end, I was a man. This is so good. I'm so invested in this character now. Well, and and I I hadn't realized it until you're just talking now, but that that similar arc follows a lot of the different characters. Yes. You know, like where does your strength come from? What is yes. your power? What is your and which makes it so much more impactful with with the characters. I mean, I was so engaged with them. Um I loved Keyleth, Kaleth. Um, K- K- yeah, don't K- get the names K- wrong. The, the fans will destroy you. Yeah. yeah, well, it's either Kalith or Kalith, and I. Yeah, okay. The um, her arc though, in her, like she was very timid in season one. You know what I mean? Mm. She was unsure. She was yeah. kind of fumbling through things. Sometimes, like just happenstance, like she would get something right or whatever. Right. And now she comes into her own, and we get to see backstory with her. And so good. Yeah. Oh my gosh. And. And then what what comes about was exciting. <laughs> Very. You're like, Ooh. And you, you get to see them use those things that they've yes. learned. And I'm just like, yes, this is what I wanted. But that still doesn't mean that they're suddenly super powered. The, no. The, <coughs> excuse me. The entities that they're fighting are so much more powerful than anything they've ever come across. Like they could breathe on you and you don't exist anymore sort of thing. Dude, well, and and the crazy thing is, so the 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 main antagonist, I guess, in this season, there's, it's oh gosh, what it, are they, um, the trailer? You do see them, so you get okay. An idea. Well, yeah. So he's one of one not, of exactly. Not, you, you know what I mean? And so and if he's, he's the if, weakest one of. <laughs> that's the, that's the other. He's not the boss. <laughs> Uh, oh like, my gosh if you can't handle this with all your power-ups and everything you've worked towards you guys have no chance dude the amount of peril that this season brought was yeah. just i mean because it, it truly there were moments and like you're talking about like grog with his weapon um mm. and there's that that turning point and you're like <gasps> what um you know so and good. there was you know there was violence in season one, but I think season two also <laughs> just think they doubled down on it, <laughs> yeah, but they, they, they used that violence in part of their action. They made it emotional and then yes. they made it hilarious. There's a moment when they're fighting the, the main antagonist and the bard comes up with <laughs> an idea of how to defeat. It. I don't think I've laughed so hard. <laughs> and they're like, that's the stupidest idea ever. And they're like, Oh, you're still going to do it. Cool. <laughs> Two thumbs up. <laughs> well, and you you can see where that would have been like part of their um their round table play where somebody's like, this exactly. is gonna be funny. This I a- do this. And yeah. everybody goes, What? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Obviously we're being vague because that has oh, not been revealed yet. You want to enjoy it. Yeah. <laughs> uh dude, I'm it, it was so I, I hope, I mean, Amazon has been better about um, 
not canceling things just right off. So yes. um, I do hold I do hold out uh, good hope that there will be season three and hopefully it will be soon because, I mean, see, the time between season one and season two was about a year, wasn't it? Yeah, it wasn't that long, man. And, and the animation is still tight. It's still very yeah. good. Yeah, it so, is. Yeah, I, I hope that that is going to stick because <laughs> I enjoyed that so much. It was so was- good. Uh, yeah. Uh, okay. What else is on your list? So coming out this week, um, I think it's I think it's Amazon. It might come to local cinemas. Uh, releases twenty seventh. So that's this week. Yeah, that's this week. A few mm-hmm. days time. Uh, was a film I didn't expect to enjoy as much as I did. I never know with rom com actiony type films whether they're going to be any good. Uh, but Josh Duhamel, Jennifer Lopez, them on screen together worked really well. Lenny Kravitz was in there. Jennifer Coolidge. Oh, um, really? Jennifer Coolidge, man. I Anytime she... Uh, uh, mm-hmm. Cheek Marin. There's a few that are in there that just... Oh, Darcy Carden. Uh uh, you'll recognize her as soon as you see it, you look at it. Anyway, Shotgun mm. Wedding. Okay. Um, surprisingly really funny. Uh, surprisingly huh. really works. It starts off exactly like you'd expect a rom-com okay. to start off with. And then it, it, it turns into an action comedy thing. The huh. thing is with Josh Duhamel, and I think Jennifer Lopez as well, they have really good timing when it comes mm. to physical comedy. Uh, and so all the action scenes, because they're not like trained martial artists or anything, they're just a couple that's about to get married on an island. They invite all their family and everything that comes with the messiness of family for a wedding. That all comedy is still in there. But then okay. you get a group of terrorists <clears throat> that want to come and take over the island and take take on you because one of the dad is really, really rich. So they're going to mm. use him as a thing to get money. So that's your gotcha. kind of story in a nutshell. So then we have the bride and groom or the not yet bride and groom. They, they're they not married yet. The, the bride and groom to be uh, them working on a fight they were just having, but at the same time trying to save everybody on this island. And what you have like ensues... Uh, just crazy circumstances from like one bit of action sequence to one comedy skit next and it works because they have charisma together Uh, (coughs) it works because i love josh duhamel i think pretty much anything he's in i really enjoy watching him on screen even if Mm -hmm. the film he's in is not particularly great i think he (laughs) he, him in it like Mm -hmm. all the transformers movies the ones was that him yeah pretty sure that was him yeah yeah Mm -hmm. Uh, he's great at it, like the, the <laughs> uh, action man, I believe. But this, this, I think it was because they had really great charisma. And then mm-hmm. you get the added on comedy geniuses of like Jennifer Coolidge. She plays one of the mums, and just the stuff she says, how she says it, whenever she says, I was like, I guarantee that wasn't scripted. You definitely ad lib that bit. <laughs> uh, well, she is one of the good ad libbers too. That's oh, the- <laughs> she's oh man, I'd, I'd love her so much. In this one, you just I feel like they let her go. A little bit mm-hmm. um like say this is your scene this is kind of what we want from you go for it and then they just did like a number of takes to see takes, what she yeah. came out with and like kept the best one obviously i want to see the outtakes for this movie because mm-hmm. it looks like they just had so much fun 
Kirst and I had this conversation. I was like, I wonder if um, J-Lo called up Levy, Lenny Kranvitz. And it's like, I got this role. I think you'd be perfect for it. Can you come? Because, you know, in, in, in the music industry, I'm guessing that they they might have crossed paths before in a music video. Because otherwise, I don't know how else to get Lenny Kravitz as one of these roles. Uh, he well, he, plays was in, a, he was in Hunger Games. Yeah, but how does... How does like, okay. Lenny Kravitz, is the, <laughs> he's, he's a musician in my mind. Yes, absolutely. Right? Like, he's no, not no, an totally. actor. He's, <laughs> yeah, yeah. He's definitely um, more the musician, yeah. Yeah. But, yeah, he, he was good. In this, everybody was good. It was just much more nice. fun than I was expecting, it, which is which is why it's on the best thing I watched. Right on. Because I'm pretty harsh when it comes to rom coms. Like, uh, you got to be oh. good. You got to make me laugh. You got to make me feel something. See, my bar is really low with rom coms. <laughs> well, I think you'll enjoy this then. <laughs> good. Okay. Cool. Yeah. No, because it's. I mean, I I just need silly, and I just mm. need I need some yeah. you know some it's charisma and some chemistry between the two. It's all in and, there. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Does it? Uh, how long is it? Is it like ninety minutes? Yeah. It's not long. Yeah. Okay. It's, it's that's a, the other that's the other thing it pisses me off when you have a a rom-com a rom-com does not goes, need to be long no no, it, no. come on the, the setup is always not always but 90 percent of the time it's the same you know yeah i just want to watch the arc i just want to you know yeah so okay yeah so cool. that comes out this week uh shotgun wedding i can't think of the director uh it, I would say it's better than Midway. Like, you know how many of those rom-coms that you get on Netflix that Chris, yeah. seems, Chris seems to like? Like, they're, they're all better okay. than that. Yeah. Okay. Well, good, good. And, you know, and that's the thing, too. Like, if I were to ever compare the rom-coms to each other or to other movies, yeah, they'd be, I mean, that's not fair. Then You know what I mean? <laughs> like, because what, what movie do I put it up against? Do I put it up against, um, well, Hitch. Let's just take another rom-com. Mm. Um Dude, almost all of the ones that I've seen in the last year would be rated yeah. terribly yeah, if I'm none comparing of them are, it to that. Yeah, exactly. You know, exactly. You How do you compare it to like Love Actually or, you know, all of those great ones? You can't. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Well, and that's not fair to the movie because I don't do that also to the other movies. Like, because I saw Avatar 2, I don't compare that with and I don't rank it based on um, the Lord of the Rings trilogy. You yeah. know what I mean? Because yeah. as as visually if great as this as is Avatar you're not two, good, you're not <laughs> yeah, the, the story was absolutely lackluster in comparison. Oh, you know, yeah. and so the, what story? Yeah, exactly. Yeah, so so you, you can't do that. But yeah, I okay. Well, good. So it's 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 better than middle of the road. Yes. Okay. Cool. Yeah. Well, that'll be fun. I'll, I'll have to see that. I probably won't see it this week because I have Sundance this week. Yeah, I'm excited to see. Are, are you going to be releasing some of them, or are you going to hold off? I I don't know. Um, like it's it's crazy because what I wanted to do, like in the last last year, is I would wait until the movie actually came out. Mm. So, you know, because people are like, oh, okay, well, I don't even, I've never That's even great. heard That's this. That's never going to be on my radar until like. A streaming service like Apple picks it up. Yeah. Exactly. You know, so so I tried to wait on some of those and some of them I did, but the problem becomes is I was watching so many and I had such a time <laughs> constraint last time. This one I have I still have a time constraint, but not to the not same many? degree. It's a it's a little okay. it's a little I have a little bit more breathing room. So All I right. was literally um like having fifteen minutes between movies or Gosh. less 
to try and write down and you my write thoughts. Down your notes. Yeah. <clears throat> yeah. And then, which is fine. But then I would go back, you know, three months later, six months later and be like, what did, what I feel did about that this note movie? even mean? <laughs> you know? And so on some of them, and so I just didn't end up doing a review because right. it, you know, some of them I had, I had written more on or I had more thoughts or it stuck with me like Brian and Charles. I mean, good, oh my great, yeah. that one, you know, so <clears throat> Anyway, so yeah, I, I will I will get to shotgun wedding and just won't get to it this week. Mm. Um, and you know, speaking of Jennifer Coolidge, I just finished up um, season two of The White Lotus. Ah. I don't think the season is as good as season one, the second okay. season. Um, did you watch it? Have you seen the show at all? I've seen season one. I just never went into season two. Yeah. Okay. Well, you know how uncomfortable season one is, like from the very beginning. Yeah, for sure. I mean, it's great, but it's it's uncomfortable to watch. Yeah. Totally, no, no, no. It was an amazing, amazing series. It just mm. like you feel this, like this very awkward and this very this something all the whole way through, and you're not exactly sure why all the time. But it, I mean, everybody's terrible, right? Yeah. The um, <clears throat> this second season is entertaining, but I never felt the same level of discomfort or um awkwardness or anything like that. I mean, there are moments here and there. But on the whole, it it had a different feel to it. It was not for me. It was not as engaging. Yeah, there were still some. There were still some really good moments within it. Um, there's still so a lot of terrible people. Uh, but yeah, now the ending shocked me, surprised yeah. me, made me laugh. Um, <clears throat> but yeah. So anyway, uh, just because Jennifer Coolidge is in that, and she's actually one of the big drivers within this story. Um, oh, interesting. Two. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Um, okay. So my final thing this week, because like you, I watched stuff that was just, it wasn't as good as it, it like it Everything should, it comes down to poo. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Yes. The, um, it, 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 I can't just do mediocre, you know, this is not the <laughs> best thing I'm, so I chose a movie that is one of my favorites this week yeah, and I just, you, you needed something. I did. Yeah. Okay. I, yeah. I, so I watched because my wife got it for me on 4K um, for Christmas. So I was excited. Ooh, so I watched what, it. What is it? What is it? Tangled. Ah, <laughs> what a great film. Good Dude, choice. It had been, it's probably been, it had been like over a year, I think, since I had really sat down and watched it. And I just, from the, the songs the animation and and then the whole storytelling. The voice cast is spectacular. You have Mandy Moore and Zachary Levi. Just uh, everything about it makes me feel great, laugh, and be so invested in the story every time. But I know what the what's happening every single time. You know, <laughs> you've seen it. it. You know it's yeah, coming. <laughs> exactly the scene with where he breaks her out or he takes her out and she has that um that back and forth moment of utter freedom and then oh, terrible guilt she's you know freaking what I mean? out just <laughs> yes and, and so excited but then oh my gosh i'm sorry it's so great to watch you know the um the humor all the way through lands because it's it it doesn't have to be crass or crude but it's it's smart in a lot of mm. it and it's quick and then the the animation i mean you've got maximus just the the facial expressions that they oh, create if i could put a camera on my wife 
when she's watching the horse. I don't think there's a character that has like tickles my wife's funny bone so much. <laughs> the facial expressions and how that the horse reacts is the funniest thing to her. I mean, with me and the chameleon as well. Yeah. <laughs> Just that thing is hilarious. Oh, it is because of the sly looks that you get from it and stuff Mm. like that. Because, and he's not the focal point too. That's the other thing that you, (laughs) (laughs) it's so good. But um, I mean, they, they made Maximus, they gave Maximus the characteristics of a dog, which then makes it so much more endearing and funny. Um, When he sniffs on the ground like a dog and he's like, oh yeah. Yeah, or when when he sits at one point and the tail wags just a little yeah. bit, you know, yeah. it's just so good. Oh yeah, the, I mean, I was singing along to it. It was just it, <laughs> it it was it was so good, and it was just it reminded me of why I love that movie so much. I mean, we yeah. took, you know, I remember when um we we actually took the boys to see it in the theater because there had been a a large amount of Disney movies that were coming out that were princess movies that were really geared towards girls. The whole story arc was more, and, I, and I'm not trying to take away from that um, because I think sometimes there were stories that were really just geared towards boys, but it was, yeah. it wasn't, it was hard to find a story that, that our kids were like drawn to that they wanted to see. And I remember Disney actually coming out and saying that they were, um, they made a conscious decision with this because they were leaving out like half the audience that they, you know, some families were splitting that they wouldn't not, they weren't splitting up, but they were, <laughs> the whole family wouldn't go to the theater because they had boys and girls and the boys were just bored or didn't want to go. And so part of the family mm. would stay home. And so they tried to do, they wanted it. They didn't want to abandon the princess idea because that was making them a crap ton of money. Um, you know, which, hey, that's cool. But they also wanted to have something that could have a wider appeal than just more segmented like that. And by having a princess who is, I mean, she's she's the, she's the main character, but having her also be action-oriented and funny mm. and, you know, the whole thing. And then having, having the guy as the sidekick, really. Yeah. But I think that yeah. helps as well because there was, there was a balance then. You have yes. the, the female antagonist turning into a hero. She doesn't, know, she doesn't really know she's a hero. It's a, it's a, it's a weird dynamic. Yeah. And then you have the, the thief who ends up helping her and he changes. You know, he's got a character. Yeah. But then you have male and female there working mm-hmm. with each other. And so you have both sides of, hey, I feel like I can invest myself in this as well. Um, and also all the horse lovers, of course, and animal lovers are, are there. <laughs> yes. Yeah, I think it works yeah. on so many levels, which is why probably as an adult, we can still like, uh, yeah, this is this is one that just works. Yeah. yeah. Um, I love the song in the pub with the, the thieves. <laughs> I got a dream. Oh. Your dream stinks. I was talking to her. It cracks me up. It's so good. <laughs> All in all, it just smells like the color brown. <laughs> yes. <laughs> oh, great. Oh, yes. Okay. Yeah. So uh, okay. that's all I got uh, on my list. What do you have more? Yeah, I do. Yeah. Cool. Sorry, guys. Yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> sticking with animation for now. Yeah. Uh, this was a Hulu original animated series for adults, strictly eighteen, but now um, Star TV have 
bought the license and they've labeled it their original and it's on Disney Plus. It's called Little Demon. Have you have you heard of this? Little Demon. No, I haven't. Yeah, so Christians are going to hate this. Uh, <laughs> after being impregnated by the devil, a reluctant mother and her antichrist daughter attempt to live an ordinary life in Delaware. Um <laughs> In Delaware. <laughs> yeah, in Delaware. Uh, okay, so the voice cast, fantastic. Danny DeVito, Lucy DeVito, Aubrey Plaza. Um, dude, I mean, it's 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 such a weird animation style because it, it reminds me of kids' animation series that I love to watch. Like, there's a lot of Netflix-style animation in this mm. type of series. But you would never equate it for the adult content that you get within this series, because really? it's it's like full on, full on, like on <laughs> every level, from the gore to bodies exploding and becoming like. If you thought, um, uh, what's that other series that's so popular that people loved? Uh, oh, um, Invincible. Yeah, yeah. So that sort of level of gore, um, or more. And it's really out there. And the reason why I say Christian's going to hate it, because obviously it's the Antichrist, but it takes that and just flings it at the wall and go, yeah, we're just going to end. We're going to triple down on that and mess with all religions. And that's what I liked about it. There's it, even though it's like Antichrist, it, there's no, there's nothing that's not for grabs uh, that we're mm. going to make fun of in the way. And then there's still this sort of antagonist in your Antichrist. You kind of rooting for because she she just happens to be born like she didn't choose her who her father was or what her mother got up to. Her mother is like this super buff uh, past Wiccan magical user who's trying to stop her daughter from seeing um, her father, which is the devil. And uh, the daughter just wants to have a relationship with her father because she's, she doesn't know her father because she's been kept away from him for so long. The devil wants to, uh, there's some sort of spell that, that, that the plane of existence that he's on, he needs to use his daughter for to meld them all into one plane of existence to create the crazy universe that he wants to. Because the devil always has always got an ulterior motive <laughs> because that's how it goes. Yes. But basically, they're just parents bickering over who gets the daughter. Um, oh. And it's the girl <laughs> stuck in the middle. And But the girl happens to have super weird powers. And that's where the craziness ensues. It's a lot of fun. And you, the stuff you see or the stuff you hear, you're going to be like, hmm, I'm not sure you're allowed to say that, but okay. <laughs> <laughs> or... Ooh. I'm not sure you can show. Yeah, you've done that. That's weird. Or uh, the dad will come and visit, who's the devil, and he'll possess a chicken because he couldn't get into Earth in, in the one way he wanted to. So then you have the devil in a chicken. Uh, it's just bonkers and out there. And if you love that sort of adult animation, you're going to love this. It's nice. It's messed up, man. <laughs> <laughs> well, it, it baffles. Like, it, it doesn't compute really well with my head. Hearing... That because in the UK, like it's on Disney. Yeah. <laughs> just, yeah, exactly. Yeah. How yeah. do you reconcile that? That just yeah, makes no yeah. sense. <laughs> yeah, no, I totally get it. Yeah. Um, and sticking with animation, going to anime, I did want to talk about uh, Junji Ito's um, Maniac. Maniac. Mm -hmm. Just a little bit. Because I think I, I have the same feelings as you, where the 19 episodes that we got, although there were 12, 
they were some had double <laughs> yes <laughs> so 19 episodes <clears throat> some really worked and others yeah. just fell flat um i don't i have spiral here somewhere and I, i'm busy reading through spiral and i mm. wanted that level of darkness i don't think it ever quite got there but there are a few episodes that started to get there like um balloons my oh my love that episode that great was, yep. mental disturbing um and i just like that's gonna give me nightmares the the, the reason why i think this and, and i and i'm obviously the only person in the world to have ever figured this out <laughs> is because he doesn't give you a happy resolution he just yeah. goes from here's your happy resolution at the beginning and now we're going to work our way into just disaster and then we're going <laughs> to end it i noticed a lot of the comments were why did it just end and i was like i think it's left for you to figure out what's going to happen next and you can kind of like it just goes and then this and then you're like oh no um the draw away the thing i took away that was negative is i think it would have been better maybe if they had two or three stories and had four to six episodes each of a continuous story that we can get mm. invested with the characters i think if you do uzumaki apparently that is coming that's a continuous story that you just follow from beginning to end and that's what i wanted it was really hard to start getting into those characters and then stop yeah, I agree. Well, in some of them, like like I think about uh, the one that really, I was just like, uh, you know, like just scratching my head because um, was it the thing that washed up on shore or ashore, something like that, mm. like that. It was a half thought. It felt like to me, mm. where it just it <laughs> we we have this interesting idea, and then it just shows us in the water as it ends you know and you're like was that the beginning yeah or was that a different one and like and it's it doesn't mean that the idea is bad or that the story doesn't have potential but i just when i watch that you know it's five minutes and i'm like i i just don't feel like it's a complete story you know you can tell a story in a very short amount of time so it's not even about the time it's just yeah i don't know i i agree i think they i think they adapted a lot of his um very very short type of mm. things or that they took pieces of them yeah and uh, yeah i think some of them i i definitely would have liked a lot more yeah um golly did uh the bully one mm. dude where where it's um this this mom telling a story and um we see the flashback of her as a kid that that story just got more and more dark but that's like, that's him to a t isn't it <clears throat> totally i yeah. like I, the story is excellent i hated it i <laughs> i did not enjoy that one at all because like it's like it's horrendous and then it gets even more so and I'm like, oh, golly, down. I don't yeah. like how that makes me feel at all. <laughs> There's nothing. The story's outstanding, but yeah. Ugh. So nice. the, uh, the, the animation for me, it was mixed. I think, mm. you know, there were a couple of, like, cause I had said in, like in my review, there's a few of them where it was, it was basically just a still that they panned the camera over mm. versus, or that they made, you know, that they, they just dragged the, the image through what we see versus having any real animation to it. Yeah. Um, 
Well, well, that's not bad. It just it also was very slow at that point when you would see that because it's just I don't know. Yeah, I was watching a Ken Burns documentary. I think. Um, <laughs> okay. <but. laughs> All right. Uh, well, the next one I just kind of wanted to flag up. I'm not going to review it. Uh, I've got a full review coming this week, but going off your like, I've never heard of that. I really want uh-huh. people to know about this. There's a new Hulu original series. It'll be on Disney for stars uh, coming on the 25th um, and on Hulu on the 25th as well. It's an original series called Extraordinary. Jen, mm. a young, self-aware woman who lives in a world where everyone has a superpower except her. British, dry humor. And this is what I loved about it. Short half and half, half an hour episodes mm. does not stay it's welcome nice sort of sitcom-y that the 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 series that we get lots of british shows like this best mm. friends in a house sharing a room doing life and then in a world where everybody has superpowers except you and now i think i was mentioning to you off camera there are superpowers and then there are superpowers <laughs> gonna give you an example just one so minor spoiler but one person has the superpower of a 3d printer in his butt that's the sort of imagination that they go to. I've seen three of the eight, uh, and I laughed every. I laughed in everyone, but was also emotionally invested in the characters. Mm. It's it's emotionally draws you in. You care for the the person that has no powers. You want her to get a power. She wants to get a power, but looks like she's not going to get a power. But in a world where everybody has powers, you feel like the underdog all the time. So when yeah. she's trying to go for an interview to get a job. And the person that she's facing can read your mind or forces your forces you to tell the truth. That's her oh. superpower. What do you do? Like, yeah. uh, how do you have a defense against that? Yeah. So it's 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 a really nice take on the superhero genre that's done mm. to death, but with yeah. br- uh, like, but with British humor, with a nice kind of short, sharp, sweet stay. Nice. Does it does it have like one continuous story or is it more sitcommy where each episode? Yeah, no, oh, that's a good point. So the the arc is her trying to get her superpowers. Okay, um, okay, and then it's like her friends. What do they do from day to day? It, sure. Who who are her housemates? So she has two other housemates, and what does the world do in this time? What is her family like? Mm. That kind of stuff. It kind of introduces us to her world. Yeah. All right. Well, that sounds like right up my alley. I love British humor. So that'll it's be It's so good. Yeah. So definitely nice. put that on your list. Sweet. Extraordinary. That is, mm-hmm. Yeah. Extraordinary. Comes out on 25th. Uh, that is everything on my best thing I watched. All right. Well, now we're going to continue on with the show. Um, we invite you to tweet at us at Best We Watched. Uh, if you were, well, you are listening to the podcast. So if you could rate and review us wherever you happen to be listening, that would be outstanding. Don't forget that we have Patreon opportunities. Uh, Ruben had teased it at the beginning. We're going to be doing two different videos uh, for different tiers today. You can always check that out at patreon.com slash ones. And then also, please, 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 at some point, head over to YouTube. Check out what Ruben and I look like. Uh, give us a like, share, subscribe. Ruben with the Ruby Tuesday. Me, Chris, Movies and Munchies. And now... We both watched a movie. Well, actually, a little <laughs> bit of context here first. Our wives have to sit through the crap that we watch all the time. And both of them have been like, um, 
if we have to sit here through these, we also get to choose some movies. And we're like, okay, fair enough. Um, that doesn't mean that what they choose we're going to like, but that's okay, <laughs> you know. Um, and so we 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 reviewed uh, Delicatessen, which uh, was a very first time watch for me a couple mm. weeks ago, and yeah. it was weird. It wasn't one that I particularly liked a lot, mm. but I can appreciate from from the the film standpoint. Uh, this week we watched a classic movie and it is very surprising that neither of us had seen this it is 1950s sunset boulevard so, <laughs> <laughs> so i did ruben <laughs> ruben messaged me the other day as he was watching it is like so i'm watching this black and white movie it's slow like it's slow <laughs> <laughs> so I know I know that's one of his feelings, but Ruben, what? Uh, tell me a little bit about what did you think about this movie? Well, first of all, I love the narration. There's a like, a sort of detective mm. noir <laughs> a feel to it, where our writer, the protagonist, this writer that he's not getting work in the, the the land of Hollywood anymore, and he's desperately trying to get three hundred dollars just to stay afloat to keep his car that's the thing as a writer that he needs and so the 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 dialogue that he narrates kind of taking us along the journey of his life although was fantastic Mm. uh when we get to the old actress's house and we see the sets man alive i was it just reminded me of my grandmother because she it was was an old um opera singer but she's mm. the type of person that collected all her belongings that were precious to her and had them out on display. And so oh, when wow. we get into this woman's house, there's <laughs> one room that we are introduced to. Uh, someone had passed away. Uh, but the, the things around it, the set decoration of all like all her beautiful belongings lavishly displayed. I thought that the sets were incredible for, for, for starters. Uh, it just just suddenly reminded me of my grandma, the way she speaks and holds herself, an old school way of thinking and talking. Mm-hmm. Uh, that that part of the film I really enjoyed. I think it does show its age in the way they talk and the way they speak, and for that reason, it feels a little bit drawn out in moments of it, just in the dialogue. I think, especially in the actual scenes, they hold on scenes a lot longer than we do now particularly with edits and yeah. films we're very now snappy world we don't we, we want we want everything now especially in our media that's portrayed mm-hmm. between marvel that we don't allow things i think marvel is a really good comparison a juxtaposition marvel films like to do this thing where they have an emotional moment and just as you're feeling that moment in your chest and you're like oh action or comedy moment they Mm -hmm. like they almost take away we can't allow you to sit with it because kids are watching this and they'll cry and i think that's a negativity i think sometimes you do need to sit with it Mm -hmm. on the other hand i think we've forgotten how to stay with a slow film sometimes the way they used to make them and for me i felt this because like at the end of the day i was tired i felt like i i wanted to watch it was quite late at night and i I just wanted Mm -hmm. to watch something was going to entertain me and i thought you know what this film has been on my list for years. It's one that I should have watched because I know how well highly regarded it's, you know, it is yeah. in people when talk or talk about this film. 
And so I put it on. And then as the credits roll, because it's so old, it has the credits at the beginning, you know, coming mm -hmm. up on the screen. And I was just seeing all these names and like flipping heck, this film is <laughs> stacked. Um, and and I don't really have anything negative to say, except I just really felt the time. I felt like it was slow and long, but the story is impressive. The acting is incredible. The dialogue is great. It's just a different time. So you really have to adjust your head into the place where it, it was filmed and the time it was filmed. I agree. And, and I, I totally agree about the slowness. Um, I, there's part of it like you that, that I do appreciate the sitting with the emotion, the mm. sitting with some of the scenes that I think has been lost in a lot of current movies, not all of them, but, but a lot of them, the, the attention span is much less. Mm. That being said though, there are portions within this as we watch uh, the character of Joe writing. Yeah. And those go on too long. Mm -hmm. Like we, we, we as the audience understand what's going on in this. Mm. And so we don't need to see the extended periods of time of just writing right. or the back. You know what I mean? It, nothing was really being added in some of these moments. And so that, that made me feel the time as well. Yeah. And it, it, unfortunately broke a little bit of the interest mm. because I'd be like, I, I need you. Like, I understand what's going on within this scene. Now I would like to get to the next portion. And some of that is exactly. probably the, the modern mentality of moving a little faster. For sure. Um, but within some of those, those segments, like you get some really great nonverbal um, mm. things, you know, that, that really build in with a character. Yeah. Um, I think to, the girl, um, and I can't remember her name, but she was another writer. She was a reader, actually, at one point, and she was trying to become a writer. Yeah. And they're sitting there writing, and it becomes like sort of a love story there. Mm. And she just stares off into space at him. And he's like, hey, hey, you know, and then she she breaks out of it. But it's it, just some of these that it it conveys, it really puts us into that actor's head for just a moment. And that that scene is a very short scene, so it's not that big of a deal. Um I really, it blew me away about how in touch the movie was with what the story was, mm. because you have the stories about this, this silent film actress who was popular, was very famous, had her heyday, and then couldn't transition, didn't make the transition into the talkies and was stuck in her in the past, even yeah. though she wanted to be, you know, in the, in the in the present she wanted to still be the movie star that she was and so we watch her overact she over emotes in everything because that's what she had to do for the silent films you yeah. know you had to be larger than life you had to be kind of like you were on a stage because while in a stage play you're speaking but you're also doing larger movements so that everybody can see what you're doing you know and so i like I liked that a lot because it's just, it's quirky and it's, there were oddly humorous moments within there. There some of them are dark. Some of them are actually very witty. Some of the comments mm. and some of the, you know, the commentary that's being said there. Oh, that's um, what I, I think that's what I liked most about it was the, the wit in the dialogue when, when it was mm. there, I thought it was yeah. really good. Yeah. Yeah. The, the story is dark. Mm. I mean, it, and it, and it gets darker as it goes along 
you know, and you you mentioned um, you know, it has a very noir feeling to it, and it mm. really does. I mean, yeah. when you start out with a murder or a death, at mm. least at the very very beginning, I mean, that's what we we instantly find out about, and then um, we have the narration all the way through mm. the. Like now, he's not a detective. Joe is our writer, um, you know. So it's not it's not your traditional mystery type of thing. But no. you still have. But it feels you know like you it. have. Yeah. yeah. Oh yeah, totally. Yeah, you have the femme fatale mm. with um, Norma Desmond, who she's even though she's not also she's not your typical femme yeah. fatale, you know. Um, mm. So I like. Yeah, it definitely worked in that. Um, some of the the camera work was phenomenal mm, yeah like agree. there were moments here and there like especially as we get towards the end um the character of norma desmond is walking back up into her room after a pivotal event has happened and she has these these like makeup things on her face because she's been trying to just like de-age herself really just get rid of her wrinkles because she's trying to make it back into into mo- movies and she stops for a second as she passes a, ca- a mirror and then she goes back and the angle that we see is just a beautiful angle mm. of, you know, that you, you have her, we see her profile, but then we see the rest of her face in the mirror and the way just that the camera had tracked with her and everything. It was, it was great. Um, I, I was telling my wife, it's like, I'm glad I've seen this now. Like, I, I, I can't believe I hadn't seen it, and I'm glad that I saw it because it's, you know, it's great. You, oh, that was the other thing before I finish that thought. Um, we have silent film actors playing themselves within the movie, you know, so you have Buster Keaton and you mm. have um, yeah. Hedda, um, Hopper, and which, you know, he calls them the waxworks, Joe, <laughs> in his narration and stuff, but it's, it's great so that these people, they're playing themselves. I mean, even Cecil B. DeMille is himself yeah. in the movie. And it, it, you're like, whoa, okay, cool. But um, going back to, I'm glad I saw this, mm. but it's not one that that I think has rewatchability. Yeah. You know, I think if that. I were if I were studying film, this would have rewatchability because For I sure. would be then analyzing different portions kind of kind of like delicatessen was you know there's so much in there to dive into from a filmmaking standpoint Mm. the story though it's not like i don't i don't think that i would pull anything new from it if i were to watch it again yeah yeah so i agree um interesting bit of trivia when norman desmond says to the guard at the paramount studio gates without me there uh Without me, there wouldn't be any Paramount studio. The words could apply to Gloria Swanson herself, as she was the studio's top star for six years running. <laughs> isn't that crazy? Yeah. I so mean, there's how, a bit how of realism there, isn't there? Yeah. Dude, I don't know if you saw, but the, her car, like, um, there was one point where she was getting into it and the, the rear door uh, was facing the camera. Her car is monogrammed. It has Indy on this on the door there. Uh, <laughs> just like it great. just it it yeah, the opulence and everything. And especially mm. when you watch it go from the 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 mansion from decrepit just falling apart yeah. to then it becomes, you know, it's all nicely manicured and well yeah. taken care of and I mean, that, shows the, her the, the house was definitely a character itself. 
dude, I t- we paused it at one point because I told my wife, I was like, can we just appreciate the fireplace? I have, I have a thing. I have a thing for fireplaces. I love huge <laughs> fireplaces because I told her, I said, a fi- my ideal fireplace, I can either put in half a tree or a person. <laughs> and, you know, if, it, if it'll fit either of those, then we're good to go. And, so you want a nice big fireplace. Oh, my gosh. Okay. Yes. Like we've toured um, Hearst Castle. Um, which was William Randolph Hearst's uh, just monstrosity in Southern <laughs> California or Central Coast. And there are monster-sized um, fireplaces. Wait, there's castles in, in California? It's called Hearst Castle. I mean, it's it's gigantic. Right. Um, when you come to the U.S. again, we'll we'll go down there because it is worth it is worth touring. It's what. Okay. Um, Kind of uh, Citizen Kane is based oh. on Hearst. Oh, interesting. And okay. So it's, yeah, it is a, I mean, it's a, it's a monstrosity of a house and it is epic in size. I mean, it's so cool to, to walk through. They have different tours because the house is so large and stuff. Oh, wow. Okay. Um, You've yeah. got to be fit. Get your steps. No, in. no, no. You you ride a tram through through most of it and then you just, well, it, I, it's a little I bit really, of walking, but it's not. Uh, it's a, like it's a little, a, little ride. Yeah, but it's not, I mean, it's not, it's not a lot of walking. It's not like um, going up Coit Tower in San Francisco. Not like going up those <laughs> stairs in San Francisco. Yes, yeah. yes that was stupid. That, <laughs> why did you do that to me, Chris? Uh, torture. <laughs> Welcome uh, to America. Steps. Yes. <laughs> All right. So that, that Sunset Boulevard, um, have you seen it? What do you think? Is this, this is one you've never seen? Do you really like it? Do you really hate it? <laughs> All opinions are valid. Um, let us know, though. We'd love to hear hear your thoughts on that. Yeah. Um, okay. You want to move on to some news? Yeah, let's, let's do it. Okay. I sadly only had one bit of news, okay. um, but we're going to be talking about that in our Patreon, so I'm not <laughs> going to talk about it now. Um, okay. <laughs> so what do, you, what do you have as far as news? Um. Yes, what do I have? What's this one I'm looking at? Oh, yes. Um, excited that Michael B. Jordan has been cast in the feature film adaptation of Tom Clancy's Rainbow Six. And the director is Chad uh, Stahelski. So yes. we're talking supreme action for a Rainbow Six movie with Michael B. Jordan in it. All of the yeses. Did, did you see Without Remorse? Yeah, that was all right. Yeah, it was poo. Yeah. Yeah. I didn't like that. But, but I love yeah, but, but I loved how it sets up Rainbow Six at the very end. Yes. And, and that now, wasn't that wasn't Chad either. That directed. No, it wasn't. No, no. no. The, so, yeah. Yeah. This I'm really yeah, when I saw that I was like at first I was like, Oh, okay, well I like Michael B. Jordan and the Rainbow Six part of it is like okay, cool. Yeah. You know, it, it but now oh it's it's my favorite tom clancy game it's just because i have good memories a friend of mine we used to play rainbow six uh vegas Mm. just for hours trying to defeat all the the bad guys um and so when i saw that like it was like a little kid at the end when when it comes out that little (laughs) welcome to you know rainbow we're we're doing this task force rainbow six and it's like yes and obviously it links from without a remorse that character of michael b jordan Mm -hmm. going into so yeah that that's a good combination i think yeah yeah uh i'll do one more as you've only got one piece uh one piece i love that <laughs> anime. um <laughs> so we recently watched uh i was gonna say cowboy bebop but copenhagen copenhagen cowboy 
with yes. uh, NWR directing. Yes. Right. Did you recognize, and maybe maybe you don't know what he looks like, but Hideo Kojima is the guy on the TV at the end. Oh, really? Yeah. <laughs> no, I didn't know that. No. So, but what's funny is that I didn't know this, that NWR is in um, Hideo Kojima's game, the walking simulator game. Oh, what the hell? I love that game. Uh, what's it called? Strange... Try to see if it says oh death stranding oh so, uh-huh. yeah so you've got oh. yeah refin shows up in death stranding oh that's funny so they're doing like this weird cameo but the thing is that what they're talking about is that the person on the tv seems to be more than a cameo character like an actual character that needs to be in season two <laughs> I, I I don't know how I feel about this. Uh, neither do I'm I. Just, I don't think I'm that's just, right. <laughs> I just did not enjoy season one. <laughs> just, oh, um, and I know there. You know, after reading the comments, a lot of people enjoyed the the thing, and that and that's great. I mean, yeah. I I truly, if you, I mean, if you got enjoyment out of that series, then <laughs> rock and roll. Um, it's a lot of people did. They were like, yeah. "What are you? What are you on about, Ruben?" And I'm like, "I know what I'm on about." Yeah, that was a weird was, series, man. <laughs> yeah, it was. It was just. It was too pretentious for me. I just. I just couldn't do it. I mean, I. I appreciate what, he, the patience and the beauty of it, but no. <laughs> so, yeah. Huh. Okay. Do you think there's going to be a season two? Yes, because it's one that I didn't like, so Netflix will renew it. All the stuff I like, Netflix like cancels. So. Oh, fair enough. Yeah, I could get that. Okay. Yeah, mm. that makes sense. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, Robert oh, Patterson. Man. Yes. So he's starring in uh, Bong Joon-ho's new film, Mickey 17, which is a sequel to Parasite. What? Yeah. <laughs> wait a minute there's so much to unpack in that sentence no, I'm not, and that's not even the story i'm concentrating on <laughs> the, the, okay. the, the story is from deadline <laughs> deadline hollywood a robert patterson slams male beauty standard in hollywood say he once ate potatoes for two weeks as a detox and this is while he's been interviewed for his new film with bong Jing ho uh what? <laughs> Chris is confused. I'm like really confused now. Like what? What? <laughs> okay, so he ate potatoes for two weeks as a detox. I'm trying to figure out how that's a detox. <laughs> that's just a lot of starch, is what that is. What in the world? Okay, so but he's. I need to go back to the the Mickey Seventeen. Now the trailer, at least the image that they have on um, on IMDb, because it's not coming out until March twenty ninth, twenty twenty four. So what we see here looks like it's a um, like a sci fi. So maybe the article 
is incorrect. Maybe they were saying it's Bong Joon-ho's next film rather than the sequel. Okay. Okay. So they okay. needed to word their article better. Um, okay. Because I think because it's a sci-fi adventure film by the looks of it. Yeah. Dark well, one at got, that, but yeah. It's got Tony Collette. Yeah. Stephen Yoon, Mark Ruffalo. Yeah. It's going to be awesome, but it, I don't. I don't even know how you could make a sequel of Parasite. That doesn't. No, no well, and that's you what shouldn't. was really. <laughs> no, you should. That's the other Leave thing. That's correct. You shouldn't. Yeah, exactly. Huh? But okay. isn't there a, a series, American series, coming out on Parasite? On Parasite. Please no. Are you serious? I think so. No, don't say that. That's what. What is wrong with Americans? Um. Huh. No, I don't know. I don't know. HBO's Parasite series. Plans are plans for Bong and McKay to adapt Parasite into a limited series. Yep. <sighs> that. So the the film. <laughs> is said to be adapted into a six-hour limited series for HBO based on Bong's... Um, oh, that's ended up scrapped. Oh. What? On ideas that he scrapped from the film. Yeah. So it's like other aspects of it, whatever. I don't know. that. That's really weird. Um, Tilda Swinton's was apparently going to be in it. She's not She anymore. was, but she's dropped out, which gives you an idea of... Because she attaches herself to quality, as far as I'm concerned. Yeah. Yeah. So I don't... That, that makes... that Okay. Well, Anyway, whatever. let's fingers crossed yeah. that gets cancelled before it starts. Yeah, that would be good. Yeah. I don't think you need to draw that out. No, no. What was your news? Uh, Well, we're going to talk about it on Patreon. Oh, okay, cool. About... Yeah. Oh, so. right. Okay. Yeah, that yes. makes sense. Yes. So... Um, so I, let's do a funny one cool. for finishing okay. up. So, okay. Um, I, I can't believe it, but the warrior, the, the warrior nun has one of Netflix's highest rating series of all time mm-hmm. by critics and audience, like 99 and wow. 100%. Yeah. Uh-huh. One you hate, yes, yes, yes. We know this, Chris. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I don't hate it. I just didn't like it. <laughs> but Game Rant have come out with a massive article. It's like six pages or something ridiculous. Oh when I was gosh. scrolling, I was just scrolling six pages. Anyway, they're s- trying to entice Netflix into making how they could, not by green lighting a series, but because Netflix have a bunch of games that this could be, they could finish up the story by creating a triple-A game. The thing is, a triple-A game will cost way more than a series would. A series yeah. would. Like, way, way more. Million, we're talking millions and millions. I don't think they have an understanding of how, how much it costs to make a triple-A game. <laughs> Just and because it's, if the story lends itself to nuns, superpowers, weapons, RPG, open world demons it could be really fun it could make them a lot of money but as far as i'm aware netflix haven't done any triple a games yet they've only done these weird pixelated straight from mobile sort of app games yeah it will and i'm not sure the demographic is 
I mean, you'd get people. I don't know that. Hence okay. the funny. I th- I thought it was funny. It's <laughs> so weird. Yeah, I, I thought. Now, see, I thought they were going to just petition, try and convince Netflix to do like a film to wrap it up. Right. You know what I mean? Yeah. Which I think they should I all do. A, I, a nice feature f- film would be great. Yeah, I saw yeah. a tweet earlier this week. I think that was talking about that. Like it was like basically Netflix. All of these series that you cancel, when you cancel them, you should go back to the creators and say, okay. You're going to be canceled, but we're going to do a movie for the fans. Mm. You know what I mean? We want you to to figure out a way to wrap up your story so that fans feel a little bit of a closure within that. And that, oh yeah, I can get behind that. I mean, I'm that doesn't make me as excited as continuing on the series and giving it its full arc. But yeah. having at least some closure would be nice. Yeah, I agree. That'd be mm. so great if they actually did that. Okay, so yeah. finishing off with our Twitter news, because <laughs> it's basically Twitter where I get all my entertainment news from. <laughs> um, on a on a good note, so Jeremy Renner tweeted, he says, these 30-plus broken bones will mend, grow stronger, just like the love and bond with family and friends deepens. So there's a picture of him where someone's doing physio on his leg. They're just kind of pushing it up. That's on Discussing Film if you want to see that. But I was seriously worried for him because he fought a snowplow. Um, and 30 bones broken, dude. Dude, the fact that he's alive. Well, and like it, it ran over his chest also. Yeah. So there was. I That's mean, why he was I, in the ICU. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I saw uh, they like. So it happens like right up the hill from us. I mean, it's like less than two hours away from. Oh, where really? He, it was close. He geez. lives. Yeah. Yeah. And um, he, I like, I didn't read any of the articles really, other than just some of the headlines and stuff. But I saw one recently that went more into detail because I kept seeing like these clickbait articles that were talking about how he's his legs were being amputated. Oh and my everything. gosh! And I I'm hate like, fake news he, so much. Oh, yeah, totally. So I didn't like I didn't click on any of those. I just, you know, I just searched for just an update of him. Mm. And one of the articles talked about the size, the well, they they said the weight of the snowplow. It was 14,000 pounds. That's seven tons. That, that can't I, be I need right. to see a picture of this. The, the like, knows. Holy, then how is he like, alive? <laughs> yeah, I don't know. Maybe maybe because there was so much snow around. Hmm. You know that it 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 didn't. So I don't like, know. Yeah, maybe it went over, and so he got the pressure, but it didn't instantly kill him. Yeah, I don't know, but I was like, "Holy oh. crap!" I mean, even oh. if it was even take away all that, even if it was only one ton, that's a lot. <laughs> that's a lot of weight. Absolutely, on you. I, I do want to hear the actual story of like how yeah. did he end up in that position? That seems bonkers. Yeah. Like he wouldn't step out into the road where the snowplow was plowing to get plowed by it. So was he running across the road or did the car, like, was he just shutting his car door as it came past and he no, got No, no, it was his snowplow. Oh, he was snowplow. snowplowing. He was, yeah. He was clearing out, like, a friend's, um, you okay. know, some area for some friends. Because and- Americans don't use handbrakes a lot of the time. It frustrates, frustrates me when I see it in films and TV shows. People just get out of the car and the car kind of does a little jerk. Um, but that's because you have uh, mostly automatic. Yeah, a lot of them are automatic. Gear yeah. stocks, yeah. So, but. Yeah. If I, if I, well, on any of my manual cars, the, the parking brake always went on. You would have to, yeah. Cause yeah, just dangerous. because, you know, it could yeah. slip out of gear or whatever. And yeah. That, yeah. 
But I wonder how a snowplow get, snow gets out of, like... I don't know. Yeah, I don't know how it happened. I, and I want to see, like, some pictures of just... Like, what does the snowplow look like? You know, I'm, sure he, like, I'm sure when he's well, he'll do some, like, talk shows. Oh, I'm sure, he, yeah. He can talk about yeah. it. Uh, yeah, looking forward to that. But I'm so glad he's well. Oh, my I mean, well, yeah. as can be. Like, he has 30 bones to mend. The dude's going to be in intensive care for a long time. Well, yeah. in physiotherapy for a mm-hmm. long time. And... yeah. You know, I wouldn't blame him if he never acted again. Like, if if he's got enough money and he's done well from that and he just wants to enjoy life because he almost died, then fair yeah. enough. You know, be with your yeah. family. Priorities. Yes. Yeah. Absolutely. Yep. Yep. Yeah. Uh, should we jump into what we're looking forward to then? Uh, yeah. Yeah, definitely. Okay. I have, uh, there's quite a few things on Netflix that are coming out this week. Yeah. Um, I. I don't know how many of them I'm actually going to get to, though. No, there's things I'd like to watch, um, but, yeah, at the same time, doubtful to get to all of them. Yeah, well, and because I'm also, I'm seeing 22 movies for Sundance this week. Yeah, so I had an excuse, but now I no longer have one. Yeah, cool. (laughs) (laughs) so so i'm like i when my wife and i we were discussing and we were going through the list of like because she you know she has to watch these movies too well doesn't have to but it's more fun for me to sit with my wife and watch these movies so she you know she was also saying oh this one looks good or let's do this one or whatever so and we had to buy tickets to all of these and so we let the list became 22 and i'm like oh my gosh and she's like i believe in us we can do this like you're insane i just i don't know if we can yes okay let's do it so we bought 22 tickets wow that's insane is that so it is th- insane is that that so you're gonna watch 22 movies apart from the other stuff that you couldn't you normally watch apart from the other stuff i'm gonna do yes you yes. and sleep are not gonna be fast friends this week what is sleep? Are you what, kidding what me? What is that thing I, you talk about? <laughs> I'm going to show you, and I should have. Um, if you were ever, if you watched the video from today's recording, you see me pick up a coffee mug every now and then, and mm-hmm. um, it, um, my son, actually both of my kids and daughter-in-law went down to Disneyland uh, about a week ago, and my youngest, um, who lives with us still, he he bought himself a coffee mug, which I have commandeered today. It holds 24 ounces. It is a 24-ounce mug. So I think this is going to be my companion for the next week also. Fair enough. <laughs> and then my heart explodes. Um. Okay, so yes, coming this week. Yes. On Netflix, uh, Lockwood & Co. Dude, <laughs> I, they won't give it to me, and I'm so disappointed. I, want, I can't wait to see this. Oh, my gosh. I, I, yeah. yeah. Okay. Uh, I actually yeah. got my wife to do the review with me. Oh, nice. Uh, yeah, a special one for this. So it, that that's ready, and I can't wait to talk about it. But obviously, I can't talk about it yet because it's still under embargo. But put that on your watch list for sure. But it's it's British, right? Yeah. yeah. And is it is it sci-fi or is it magic or is it... Um, su- yeah, it's su- supernatural. Sure. Yeah, okay. Yeah, it's Sweet. Su- supernatural. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, you people drops this week. Uh, yeah, that uh, that's uh, Jonah, Jonah Hill, Hill um, and uh, Eddie Murphy. Yeah, that's right. Okay. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I'm curious. Yeah, I'm like yeah. I don't know. I, it could be. Yeah, it could not be. <laughs> we yeah, will see. Yeah. 
Yeah, we, we, yeah, we shall see. Um, there is a, I think it's, it's either German or Russian. Um, it's coming to Netflix, I think on Monday. It's not, it's not an original series, but it's one they've, they've bought and slapped their name on. And uh, because I think it came out like six or eight months ago, um, hmm. over in Europe, but it's called Narvik. Oh, and I thought it was a, a film. Is it a film? Maybe it is. No, you, you could, could be. Um, I don't know. Maybe it's because there's a there's actually it's a longer. It's called uh, Narvik Hitler's First of Eat. No, no, you're right. It is a movie. Okay. Yep. So it's um yeah, and it is uh German, yes. Norwegian, well, perhaps. Well, that's better for you, right? If you had a chance <laughs> with all the stuff you need to watch. A, a movie. Yes, <laughs> yes. A movie makes it yes makes it so much easier. Yeah, it comes out on the twenty third. Uh, so if that's one that you want to see, I, I that's right before Sundance starts. So maybe I'll get a chance to watch that, which will be mm. nice. Um, on Friday, Netflix. There's a Spanish film called The Snow Girl. Well, Spanish series. Yeah. yeah. So Chris is not going to be able to watch that. Okay. Uh, I've got the screeners for that. <laughs> I am watching screeners. that. Okay. Yes. Fine. Yeah. Uh, that looks pretty good, to be fair. Yeah, yeah. Um, coming out this week on Apple, which you and I had been chatting about this off air, but um, mm. Harrison Ford in I think his first TV series, yeah, ever on Apple, Shrinking with yep. uh, Jason uh, Siegel. Yeah, there <laughs> are nine episodes, and they go mm. they're weekly, weekly. Yeah, yeah. First two episodes. 27th of January. Nice. And and then it's weekly until the okay. 17th of March. Yeah. Cool. Yeah. Cool. Uh, going back to Netflix. Uh-huh. There's the second season of an anime. I've been very excited. It's taken cool. a while, but it's called uh, Record of Ragnarok. Um, it's basically like tiered fighting. <laughs> uh, the, the, the guards fighting. It's the best way I can describe it. Uh, at the Council of Valhalla, the gods vote unanimously for humankind's extinction. But Brul, uh, Brunhilde, eldest of the Valkyrie sisters, raises her objection. That's like the beginning of the episode one. So it gives you an idea of they've taken that Norse mythology and put it in anime, which makes it a lot of fun. Hmm. Mm. Okay. Yeah. There is, I don't know if that's it or not. There's a, um, well, it's kind of weird now because it came out in 2022, but it's coming to Shudder this week. <laughs> so if you have Shudder, you, you're able to see it without paying extra for it. But you can also rent it on right. um, on VOD, and it's from Neil Marshall, who did um, The Descent. The movie's called The Layer. Have you seen it? I don't I have not seen it yet. I don't know if it's going to be good. It might be really, really stupid. It's Neil Marshall, um, though. Yeah. So it, it it could be could be not. I don't know. We'll What's find it out. Called? The layer. L a i r. L a i r. Okay. Oh, the layer. Yeah. And then what I said? The layer. No, you said the layer. The layer. <laughs> layer. L-A-Y-E-R. Layer. Layer. Like layer, layer cake. Layer. The layer. <laughs> the layer? Layer. Layer. <laughs> the layer. 
This is great. <laughs> <laughs> well, he directed the descent, so uh, you know. <laughs> yeah, true. Okay, so whatever. Lair, 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 lair. That's layer. this week. Lair, yes, yes. Okay, nice. Uh, there's another Apple original series. Oh yeah, yeah. Um, okay, so it actually only comes out on the third of February. But the embargoes will drop this week, so I'm going to probably be talking about it. It's called Dear Edward. It's about a 12-year-old boy who's a lone survivor of a plane crash, and he uh, he and others affected by a tragedy try to make sense of what happened. Unexpected friendship, romances, and communities are formed. Hmm. Sounds like Lost. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Giving me PTSD from Lost. Yeah. Mm, yeah. There is a mini series, like a limited series, coming to Netflix at the end of the week. Okay. Um, I. It's called the Endless Night. Yeah. And I, I thought it was the like third season of the Night's End. Oh, the, the 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 where the plane and then the sub. Yes. Yeah. 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 Uh, no, this it's is like it's based on a based on a true story. Okay. Um, where it was, um, there's a fire at nightclub cliff, nightclub kiss that killed 242 people in Santa Maria, which is in Rio Grande. So based on a true story then. Okay. It is. Yeah. And I, uh, you don't know if you want to watch it. Yeah. I mean, it, that, that sounds really depressing. I mean, it, it could be really, really good Mm. and, um, and emotional, but it also, Knowing that it's based on a true story and that it is such a tragedy, that it also it's like, oh, gosh, I don't know if I want to do that to myself right off the bat, you know? Yeah, I get um, it. Yeah, uh, that is coming okay, up yeah, the cinema it. this week. Uh, we have The Wandering Earth two, which I know you're going to get to watch before me, which I'm I'm. I'm I'm going tomorrow to see this. This is this, I. I didn't even know. I'm so glad you told me about this. I love the first one. Yeah, man, it's such a ride. So I'm very looking. I'm I'm looking forward to watching that. Uh, and and welcome finally coming out here, supposedly. But what's it I, called? Unwelcome. I've been duped by this film before because last year Christmas, uh, not even like this one just passed, but the one before it was supposedly coming out. <laughs> And then I remember, I remember talking to you about it, and you're like, "No, yes. that's not coming out." This one looks great. It's a different type of horror. I still haven't seen any marketing for it, so it makes me dubious as to whether this is actually even coming out. It's you know what? It's an uh, I, I got an. Um, that's a, so weird. It's got to be. I, I got a screener invite. Um, but what this now? This is something that's very weird to me because. Um, the, the invite that I got says coming to select theaters, March 10th. And then, um, like VOD on March 14th. But if you look at IMDB, it says it releases on January 27th. Mm. And because I'm in the U S it's pulling from the U S part of the server. So it wouldn't be telling me the, it wouldn't be telling the UK stuff. So the UK date. So then it is coming out on the 27th. Uh, yeah, I don't know. I'm gonna. That's weird. Okay. 
Anyway, that's one I definitely want to watch. So if it's coming out, um, yes. I will go to the cinema to watch that one. I will venture nice. out to where there are people. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I Did I tell you when I saw um, Megan, um, the, the dude next to me, was like constantly like just on his phone. He would just every five Seriously. minutes or something. And then he then he and his girlfriend had no idea how to whisper. This was uh, their whispering. This was the the level of their whispering. And when the movie got louder, they got louder. I would not he, I wouldn't I would have said something. He almost got an elbow to the throat. Um I mean he was just I kept I kept like No wonder you didn't over. enjoy the film that much. There was somebody right next to you spoiling it for you. Oh, well, no, the movie was just poo anyway, so um, I don't know what everybody is raving about. It was just a dumb movie. Um, and I, I stand by that, and I know that Megan 2 has been greenlit. Yes, it has. Megan 2.0. Yes, it has. And I, Megan 2 coming soon, I, just I like Scream be, 6. Yeah, I cannot be any less interested or excited about that announcement. I just, I, whatever. You I all like the do, new cost announcements fun. for uh, Scream 6, actually. Because they they got they have one of the characters from I think Scream Four coming back. Oh Hayden, Hayden yeah Hayden Panettiere. Yeah, I liked yeah. her character in Four. So I don't know a, if I saw Scream Four. Oh uh, well, go and watch it so you can prep for Why? Six. <laughs> you need to watch Scream Six. It's gonna be so good, Chris. You know I'm gonna see it. I just don't agree with it. That's all. <laughs> it's, it's, it's not that I won't watch it. It's just that I'm not happy that it even Court exists. Because not in it. <laughs> oh, just, I just, it's stupid, stupid, stupid. It just needs to go away. Oh goodness. Anyway. Anyway. Yeah. Yeah. That is everything. Okay. Cool. That's all I got. Um. Uh. That I know that it's coming out. Uh. This week as well. We thank you again for for sticking with us for listening for uh we hope you enjoy it um you can always tweet at us at best we watched don't forget about our patreon opportunity at patreon.com slash the bearded ones where we have several different uh tiers where um just for a few dollars a month you can help support the production of this um and depending on the tier you could also request special uh things for us to watch and provide uh reviews for like we are doing this week um for a series so that'll be That'll be fun to talk about. You can check that out uh, again, patreon.com slash the bearded ones. Head over to our YouTube channels, please. Ruben with the Ruby Tuesday, me, Chris, Movies and Munchies. Give us a like, share a video around with your friends, and also hit that subscribe button. Smash that subscribe button. Smash it. Or is that s- <laughs> smash the like button? Is that it? Lick smashy, the like smashy? button. Roundhouse yeah, kick know. the subscribe button. <laughs> to the face. Yeah. <laughs> So, and uh, rate and review us wherever you happen to listen to podcasts. That would be outstanding. Uh, With that, hey, thank you so much. We'll see you next week. Take care.